0: Fellow teachers of Reddit, what experience have you had with dumb parents? I substituted in a high school for five months to finish off the year for a teacher who was on maternity leave. So I had a student, high school senior, who never did any homework, accounted for 35% of the total grade. I would constantly send emails to the parents who always responded that they'd deal with it, spoke with the parents at conferences, and kept the admin in the loop. One week before finals, I send the notice home that she needed to get a 97 on the final to pass the class and get the credits she needed for graduation. And I even gave her one more chance to turn in past homework for 50% credit. Fast forward to the final, she barely gets a passing grade and therefore can't get the credits, can't graduate, can't enlist in the Air Force like she had intended. The parents come into the office of the school screaming at everyone that they had no clue it would come to this. When we all sat down in the office with the guidance counselor, principal, department head, and myself, I reviewed the several notices with them, explained that she had multiple opportunities to gain credit, etc., but refused to do anything. Turns out, the wife was hiding the emails and information from her husband and wanted her daughter to fail so she wouldn't join the Air Force and move away from home. Last I heard from the situation, they're not together, the daughter is working at Lowe's, never finished high school and has two kids and multiple arrests for selling drugs. There's a reason I didn't want to pursue teaching as a career after that. We had a parent instigate an investigation into bullying, formal complaint, restorative meetings, etc., because her son was on the playground after school, and one of the older children wanted to get past him and said, excuse me, little one. She said that by not using his name, the older child didn't know it, he was bullying her son. I taught English in Columbia for a summer and had some pretty interesting interactions. One particular set of parents insisted that their son was a brilliant genius who didn't need to study. He rarely came to class and therefore could barely speak any English, while the rest of his classmates could speak full basic sentences. I emailed his parents my concerns for his apparent lack of motivation and they told me that he could speak perfect English and didn't need to come to class, so they let him skip. Finally, parent-instructor conferences time came, and I asked them to bring their son. I asked him in English, how's English class coming along? He stared blankly and just started crying. Told you so. Just before Christmas break, I had the students hand in a paper. One of the students was missing a page, so I pulled out the contact sheet that I had the students fill out at the beginning of the year and gave a call. The student's father picked up the line and said, Thanks for calling. We'll definitely get that extra page into you. The next day, the student's mother comes storming into the classroom. She happens to be an education assistant at the school. She demands to know where I got that number. I said her son had put it on the contact sheet. Apparently, the parents are separated. She proceeded to tell me that I had no right to call that number, and that when there's a problem with her son, only she has the right to know. I told her, thanks, that's good to know. That's when she dropped this bombshell. If he hands in something that's incomplete, you fail him. You got that? Fail. Then she walked out of the classroom. This coming from a person who's supposed to help children succeed. I wouldn't actually call them dumb parents, but parents who are in denial about who their child actually is break my heart. For instance, we had a student who had an abundance of markers for autism and was in sixth grade. All the teachers on the student's team agreed they ought to tell the parents their concerns and suggest the student be tested so we could offer more resources for the student. The teacher who spoke with them was very polite and very kind in suggesting they try and figure out how best to help the student. And the mom literally screamed at her that nothing is wrong with her child and that she would never get the student tested. Her husband even tried to tell her that it wasn't a bad thing and they should try and see if it would help. Since his teachers, who knew him, thought it might, the mom started cussing out the teacher and stormed out. I teach in a college, so the students are almost always 18 or over. A couple years ago, one student's mother called the chair of my department to complain on behalf of her daughter about the difficulty of some of the work listed on my syllabus. My chair was baffled and asked the mother if her daughter was over 18. The mother replied that her daughter was 20 years old. My chair explained that it was then her daughter's responsibility to either speak with me directly or withdraw from the course. That's it. That's all. It's college. People only go if they want to. No one's mother can do anything about the workload. I had a student who I caught plagiarizing in an essay. The zero was going to cause the student to not graduate on time. The parent called a meeting, but I had proof of action thanks to Turnitin.com. I explained the assignment and I showed the parent my proof. And that's when she said, But I wrote that part of the essay, not my daughter. So she didn't cheat. I did. 4-Day Weekend Come back on Monday to 50 emails. Generally, we have 10-15 to in my group. My voicemail had 10 messages. I had not gotten a voicemail once in my entire time at my school. A parent flipping out that their student is failing. How stupid I was for not allowing their student to do the work. How ridiculous I was that I could not give her students another chance. Last email and voicemail is husband apologizing because I'm not the teacher of this student. Got confused with the last name, I guess. Had two girls in my English class who obviously hated each other. They would exchange glares, talk a little too loudly about each other while in the same vicinity, etc., I talked to them about it separately, and they both responded with, I hate that stupid witch. Notified admin of the situation and called the parents. Next day, they decided to fight it out in class. After breaking it up, I find out that girl number one was accusing the other girl of wearing, quote, butt pads to make her butt look better. After discussing it with her parents, girl number one's mom told her that only hoes wear butt pads and that she should do something about it. The butt pad girl, girl number two, swore she wasn't wearing butt pads and that it was all natural. After telling her parents about it, they advised her to mess up that witch for talking smack. And that is how you end up with a fight in class over butt pads instigated by parents. Taught college, so my story is nice. Had a student failing horribly, less than 10%, but would not drop. Whatever, not my dime, not my problem. Anyway, grades come in, and I guess his mother has the password to his account. Or perhaps he just told her his grade. F, obviously. And I get an angry email insisting that there's no way he could have failed pre-calculus. Because, my God, his father's an engineer, and the student wants to be an engineer, and he just has to be good at math. The best part is, when you turn 18 and go to college, you're treated as an adult, even if you don't act like one. And there's a little box you check that says, allow my parents to see my records. Most kids don't check it, and by law, I'm not allowed to release any records to anyone, even parents. So I politely informed her that her son is considered an adult, and I was not allowed to release any records and that she would have to contact him. Of course, this prompted a long, I'm going to get you fired, that I forwarded to my dean who came to my office for a long laugh. I actually feel pretty bad for the kid. Having a helicopter mom like that at that age will do him no favors. When I was a student teacher, we were preparing for parent-teacher interviews. My cooperating teacher and the VPs had to have a discussion with me in regards to meeting with one particular parent. Basically, let my cooperating teacher do all the talking. Usually, I'd be expected to take the lead as I'd been planning and teaching the course at this point for a while, Because if we say the wrong thing, it's entirely possible that the kid will be showing up to school with bruises the next day. Apparently, the administration had already been involved with this individual and police multiple times before. In the end, everything turned out okay, as far as I know. I believe the student went on to graduate that year. Still something that sticks with me as a reminder that the profession isn't just lessons and grading. There's some real stuff that goes down occasionally. The dumbest parents I have experience with are really the ones I had no experience with. I generally have about 150 students at any given quarter, and parent-teacher conferences twice a year. I never get more than 6 parents. The past quarter was my worst ever. One parent showed up. What bothers me even more is that I teach middle school, an age group that really doesn't want to be in school, in an inner city district adding even more to students' drive. A complete lack of interest in your kid's education is the dumbest thing I can think of. Not me, but from a coworker of mine. She informed a parent that her third grader was struggling with multiplication and division. She suggested that the parent work with the child on these skills. The parent refused because she never learned how to multiply or divide. Therefore, it had no practical use and she didn't see the big deal. I had a 5th grader blow up on me, shouting and screaming in the hallway. This was sort of the final straw for him. He had a long history of verbal abuse of staff in the school, and he was suspended for 6 days. State law allows the parents to have an informal meeting with the teacher and the principal of the school. Mom and dad come into this meeting with myself, the principal, and the guidance counselor. Principal introduces everyone. Mom interrupts saying she has a major concern that needs to be addressed immediately. She accused the principal of being an imposter and demanded that everyone in the room take out their driver's license to prove that we are who we say we are. We all refused and she batted about this for 10 minutes or so. Over the course of the next 45 minutes, she ranted about how the principal was an imposter and that this imposter principal, myself and the superintendent, were involved in a conspiracy to remove her son from the school. My first year of teaching, I had a student who was constantly sleeping in class. I called home about it and the mother said that he was always on his computer or watching TV at night and she couldn't get him to stop. I was only 23 at the time and didn't feel confident enough to tell a parent how to be a parent. But if that happened now, I'd calmly tell the parent to go into the room and remove the offending technology. I had a kid that was very angry, got in fights with kids and teachers and so on. I worked and worked with this kid and we were making a lot of progress. His mom believes in not sharing your feelings and keeping things bottled up. So she told him not to talk to me about his feelings anymore. For a year, anytime I'd try to talk to him, he'd say, Mom says I don't have to talk about my feelings, so I'm not going to. And I'd patiently tell him, okay. He got progressively worse and had such a hard year that year. After he came back from summer, he came up to me and gave me a hug and told me thank you for helping him. The next year, he did amazing. I'm really happy for him. But his mom really stunted his growth with her own fears of being open and vulnerable. She never liked me in my hippie ways. I work as an assistant at an art studio and we have a 7 year old with seizure syndrome. Except I'm pretty sure she doesn't actually have it. I think she only had one seizure once and her mom freaked out and had her diagnosed. Now, this little girl loved to terrorize her mother. She's told me that. She looked up at me with her big brown eyes and gigantic toothy smile and told me that she likes messing with her mom and making her angry because her mom is too protective and one of those hovercopter parents. So this little girl just jerks her mom every which way and it's hilarious because her mom is just like that overbearing, extremely protective, and really, really bossy. She'll tell the main teacher and I how to teach her daughter, how to draw, and how many colors to use, etc., 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 but we don't have to retaliate or even say anything because her daughter does it for us. That little girl is fantastic. My uncle was a teacher in a school for troubled kids for about 10 years, elementary, one day, a kid starts talking about how the plants and D.A.R.E. are all over his house. My uncle, being a longtime surfer and product of the 70s, didn't say anything at first. Then, during a parent-teacher conference, the parents are just being flat-out uncooperative. It ain't my son's fault. You failing him. Dad on you. He do his homework. I see him. Ma'am, he needs more folk- Nah, you don't know what you're talking about. How'd you even be a teacher when you don't know nothing? I know you're cultivating marijuana at the same home where your son lives. Boom. He said she caught a look on her face that was just priceless, like she had just pooped her pants. Then he told her, get rid of the plants, today, and sit down with your son and help him with his work, or else. My mother is a K-12 teacher for a charter school that does homeschooling with the teacher checking in and reviewing things about once a week. It's meant for students who have difficulty in the public school system, which can range from dropouts to super smart kids to non-English speakers, and parents who don't have the time to do full homeschool. I used to help with grading the math and science and stuff, so I have tons of stories. One parent during the school year kept taking her daughter on trips to different countries, and then asking my mother to extend her work. We're talking about five or six trips during the year. That would be fine if it was laid out at the start of the school year and they could schedule accordingly. But this parent would take these trips spontaneously. Like, in a few days we're going to Russia, so she can't meet you next week like we scheduled two days ago. Another parent really peeved off my mother. Two kids, brothers, both seniors, almost done with high school. All that was left was some sort of state testing done in a classroom. One brother shows up, but the other isn't there. My mom, the proctor for the exam, asks where his brother is. He replies, He didn't feel like coming. She tells him that this is all he needs to graduate, so text him and get him to come here. He doesn't show. Halfway through the test, the kid's mother storms in the door, yelling at my mother, telling her off for making her son feel Ashamed and humiliated, she flips a table over, no joke, grabs her son that's there, who looked like he wanted to die, keep in mind he's a senior, like 17 years old or so, and storms out of the door. Both brothers fail to get their high school degree as neither had completed the state test. The crazy mom then writes a scathing email to my mother's supervisor, talking about how she'd been lying to her, disregarding her problems and her children's education, and attempting to sabotage their chance at graduation. A 16-year-old freshman girl is constantly skipping class and starts failing at the beginning of the year. I call mother to inform her about missing class and missing grades. The mother puts me on speakerphone without telling me that the kid is listening on the conversation. I tell her that I'm concerned about the kids' attendance and seemingly poor academic habits. The mother blows up at me saying that I shouldn't worry about her attendance because it's not my business. She then says that she's self-employed and frequently far from the school and can't take the time to deal with her daughter's school issues. She later transfers out of my class to another teacher's. She failed the class anyway. My mom is a kindergarten teacher. Just a few months ago, one parent asked her if it was alright if she came in and gave the kids henna tattoos for a Christmas party. My mom decided to give the kids permission slips in order to participate and mentioned that the tattoos would be about the size of a nickel and would be holiday themed. Another parent, upon reading the permission slip, came into the school and complained to the principal that my mother was trying to turn the kids Muslim. The principal essentially told her she was a moron and to screw off. Not me, but a situation that happened in my school. We get a new student the last week of May with only four weeks of school left. In this school year, this student has only attended two and a half weeks of school due to school anxiety. He has a whole team of professionals, his mother, and a one-on-one aide that works with him. This is also his third school, kicked out of his two previous ones, and he's in second grade. He had a generally good first day. Fist-bumped his teacher, did a little bit of stuff, then went home and told his mother that it was the worst day of his life. Mom comes to school all up in arms about how we're ruining her precious little snowflake. The next day, his classroom teacher tried to get him to do some writing with her. The kid looks straight in her eyes and says, My mother said I don't have to do anything. Are you calling my mother a liar? Cue mother the next day all up in arms because... The teacher called my precious snowflake a liar. So, due to his school anxiety, he doesn't have to do any work, interact with teachers, make any movement whatsoever except sit like a lump in his seat. The teacher, when giving an assignment to the class, has to specify to him, but you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. It's by far the stupidest situation I've ever witnessed. I don't want to call any parents dumb. In my experience, they're mostly doing the best they can for their kids, even if that best isn't what we'd hope for. However, I did have a student who came to my student teaching classroom two grades below reading level, and similarly behind in other subjects. She really wanted to learn, but she had some cognitive issues that didn't qualify her for special ed, but meant that she required a lot of time and personal attention to learn well. For that entire school year, I worked individually with her before and after school, while she was waiting for the bus or after she'd been dropped off, and often during her recess and art-slash-gym-slash-library, which she asked me to do because she wanted to learn and wanted the one-on-one attention. She improved markedly in reading and writing, which is what we were concentrating on. She wasn't caught up at the end of the year, but she was a heck of a lot closer, She failed the year, but because she had a speech issue, her parents could decide to send her to the next grade anyway. I tried and tried to convince her parents that she should be held back a year, because with another year of intensive help, which I was going to find a way to secure for her, I thought that she could be close to or on grade level and could possibly keep up with the other students after that. They refused because they didn't want the other students to make fun of her. I have no idea what happened after that because I moved to another state, but I bet it wasn't good. Our AP U.S. history teacher was going to quit teaching after this year because he'd become disillusioned with the whole routine, I guess. He didn't tell us this until right before the AP test, and luckily we reignited his love for teaching. He told us this. He's the only AP teacher who doesn't curve tests, and his tests are the hardest between the three AP USH teachers. So a lot of kids with his class end up losing their 4.0s. So apparently kids' parents were trying to get him fired for it or something. I thought that was pretty crazy. He's a really nice guy too. For me, someone who really dislikes history, memorization is tedious, his class ended up being my favorite class. I used to work at a daycare for kids aged 18 months to 3 years. There was this one little three-year-old boy that used to call all the teacher stupid B-words and C-words. He also had extreme anger problems that led to violence towards the other kids. He would often hit, kick, spit, and choke out other kids. Despite this, he could be the absolute sweetest boy and craved being held by teachers in one-on-one time where he could get full undivided attention. We all dedicated ourselves to making sure we gave him special time to work on these issues. His dad was in jail and he would often talk about how scared he was to be put in prison and other issues at home. We discussed this with the mom and asked her to help with his anger by helping him find other ways of expressing it, as well as work on his swearing. All she said was she tries to work on his swearing but he sees it on TV and she can't help that, and that he inherited his anger issues from his dad who was both verbally and physically abusive towards her, hence why he was in jail. It was so frustrating to work with a woman who didn't think she could control what her three-year-old son watched on TV and was resigned to believing her son's anger could not be controlled because of his dad. As a three-year-old, he was mirroring actions he had seen, and she didn't understand that by teaching the child proper behavior and outlets for his anger, it would drastically improve. Once dad got out of jail, she pulled her son from school and moved to another state with the guy. I don't know if this is really dumb, but weird, I guess. I worked for a while as the assistant band director at a private high school, and one night after a football game, the director and myself were sitting in his office talking. One of the members of the band booster organization came in and closed the door and asked to talk with us. We agreed and gave him our full attention. He then explained how he had a marvelous plan that would help recruit for the band, which was to fix the election for Homecoming Queen. He told us that we could send mailers to every senior male, only senior males got to vote for Homecoming Queen, encouraging them to vote for one specific band girl, chosen by the band director of course, and also some kind of incentive such as coupons or monetary contribution. The band director and myself shared puzzled looks over his incredibly thought-out plan on how to fix the homecoming queen race. He was convinced that through this, we would raise awareness of the band program, and then our numbers would skyrocket. We didn't tell him no, but we didn't tell him yes. Instead, we told him we'd think about it, and he left the office. After he left, the band director looked at me and said, What the heck? No. I remember being 10 to 12 and having a student-led conference. It was going really well. Awesome grades, lots of friends. But I noticed a woman was being really, really mean to one of the teachers. And when my parents were talking to my teacher in private, part of the conference, she screamed, My son is smarter than every kid in this room. This work is just not what he was made for. He deserves better. I went to a 30k a year private school and her son was very, very obviously disturbed in some way. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.